0: Hello and welcome everyone to the Let's Play Supporting Screen Time Alternatives podcast. My name is Kristen Kalina and I am the co-founder of Mastermind Adventures, where our mission is to create fun, healthy alternatives to screen time for kids and teens. In this week's episode, I talk with Fitz Lamar, educator, dad, and founder of the Creative Oasis Destination Painting for Adults and Mobile Art Sessions for Kids in New Bedford, Massachusetts. This episode is full of really great tips on how to get your kids to tap into their creativity. Let's get started. So I'm Kristen Kalina from Mastermind Adventures. This is Fitz Lamar, good friend of ours. Very good
1: friend. Feels like we've Very been friends friend.
0: for a long time. Yes, yes. Yeah. We're like
1: family these We
0: days. are like family, Aww. yeah. <laughs> so Fitz Lamar is an awesome um, art teacher and community uh, engagement awesome. I get around. Yeah. I, around. I try to, you know, get in, there, get in there where I can. So, um, so Fitz has a, uh, program that he has done for the last few years for kids and teens in the New Bedford, greater New Bedford area called Creative Oasis. Yes. You're not running it this year.
1: Not this year. Didn't run this year. Didn't
0: run this year, but he's doing lots of other stuff. And I thought he'd be a great person for the community to get to know. Um, and he's actually doing classes here at Masterminds this summer. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But first of all, Fitz, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me. Thank you, Kristen. Talk to the Let's Pleasure Play community. <laughs>
1: and um, uh, right. so just
0: tell us, I know I gave you a little bit about Fitz, but tell us a little bit more about you, maybe how you got interested in art, um, and you know, what that progression looked like for you. All
1: right. Uh, I'm a self-taught artist. I was uh, given the space by my mom to kind of do what I want. She didn't really make me uh, do X, Y, or Z. She was a nurse herself. So uh, I got into art through school. There was someone, can't remember. He's just a a blurry face right now. But his, his, uh, basically there was an after school program while there were after school programs. And there was a guy who encouraged me a lot. Everything I would do, he was very complimentary. Mm. He was extremely doting over everything I had kind of done. And that kind of resonated with me and impacted me, and I just wanted to do a little better and a little bit more. Mm. Uh, and then I got into drawing animals. That was the big thing. Uh, other boys were drawing cars and mm. stuff like that. And then I got into drawing people, cartoons, anything I could replicate is where I got started, really. And then uh, I stumbled onto my mom's anatomy books. Oh, wow. Which were, that was the breaking point, uh, because then I figured out I could draw people. and So I would just, I figured out something I loved and I just kept feeding my brain uh, all this creative stuff, or I would make it creative. Um, So at an early age, I guess I'd be like in middle school, uh, the beginning of middle school even, uh, I knew just about, I would say all the muscles, all the major muscle groups, and just about all, I didn't know all 200 and some bones, but I knew the majority of them mm. and where they were and tendons and everything that attached to them. So I was great mm. in science class. This is before a lot of the internet yeah. and stuff like that. So I was seeking out information in uh, encyclopedias, libraries, any, anywhere. I, yeah, the old-fashioned <laughs> magazines. Uh, my mom had Vogue magazine, so mm-hmm, I would redraw mm-hmm. the girls on the covers. Right. Um, so I really uh, was able to to make something of just being given the space to create that but then it was was because I loved it Mm -hmm. and I I really loved art and being creative and then it was a competition too uh, among the kids because there was always a bit of the reinforcement I think I got lucky to get because uh, kids wanted me to draw stuff for them Mm -hmm. and so it was almost like automatic practice so that would just I remember that happening in kindergarten all the way up to middle school actually Mm -hmm. where and it wasn't even something I thought of as a career. I wanted to be a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. I was going to be an animal doctor. Awesome. Uh, but then I actually failed out of, uh, lost a scholarship and everything, oh, failed wow. out of school because I was taking chemistry yeah. and uh, college algebra and trying to work at UPS at the overnight oh. schedule all at the same time. And that didn't go so well. No, I can imagine <laughs> not. <laughs> so I was literally falling asleep in classes oh, and everything. Wow. And so uh, I was kind of bummed. Yeah because now I had to pay for my education. So I I figured, what can I do all day Mm -hmm. and not be bored? Mm -hmm. Uh, And what do I not mind paying for to go to school? Mm -hmm. And it was art. Uh, And then I, while I was at UPS, ran into uh, who would be a lifelong friend, uh, Giravinal Turner, who ended up getting me, convincing me to go to the Art Institute. And then from there, we were trying to start the comic book thing, but then I got into graphic design and then did that for like 15 years wow. or so. Uh, but from Florida, where I was living at the time, I was born in Massachusetts. Folks moved, or mom moved to Florida. Then from Florida, uh, graphic design got me to California, where I got to work uh, doing some boutique studio work on art covers for wow. movies and DVDs and stuff like that. Um, hologram covers, you name it. Um, so I did that for about 15 years, got a bit burnt out. And then I had the opportunity to move out here mainly for family. Fell in love with my family uh, after going to my grandmother's hundredth birthday party. Everybody was together. It was great. Uh, daughter graduated high school. Didn't want to stay in California by myself, so I came out this way. Wow. Um, but then I got to reinvent myself. Yeah. Right. And it was like, so what do you want to do? Graphic design isn't really a a big industry out here, so I wasn't gonna really make a living doing that, and I didn't want to commute anymore, because mm-hmm. the California commute was, that was mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I didn't want to live in the South Dartmouth-Bedford New area and then have to go all the way to Boston, or Rhode Island wasn't that far, but really didn't want to do much of that traveling, so I figured, oh yeah, let me, you know, I'll, let me think about the artist thing, and then a buddy challenged me to uh, do a portrait or do something with art, big mm-hmm. and creative. And then so I came up with the series, The uh, Ambassadors of Peace, hmm. where I painted uh, Bob Marley, right. uh, Mahatma Gandhi, uh, Mother Teresa, uh, John F. Kennedy Jr., Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, the mayor bought the Kennedy. Wow. Uh, Martin Luther King is hanging in the, uh, the Y in Fall River. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, a cousin of mine bought Bob Marley so, Mother Teresa's hanging in the school, and I'm in oh. uh, now, and Gandhi's in Mother. living room. Oh,
0: so, that's fantastic. So, so far,
1: it, and, but that was the big inspiration for me to really do something creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had, didn't sell those paintings for years. Yeah. When I first got here, uh, that's what I wanted to do. He challenged me. I was like, all right look, look at these great paintings, and people were like, wow, those are great, wow, yeah. those are great, but nobody was buying
0: anything. Right, yeah.
1: So then I, I had to think of what else can I do with all this creative juice yeah. that's going to pay the bills. Yeah. And I was on Craigslist looking for jobs, and then there was uh, free paint with art instruction, no experience needed, so I jumped on it. It turned out to be Michael's, and so I became a Michael's paint instructor for oh, a
0: little bit. I had no idea.
1: Yes. And so this was... I'm not a good salesperson, necessarily, <laughs> so getting people to my class was was difficult Yeah, because you had to market their way using their materials yeah. and such. And I kind of had already a marketing background for the graphic yeah. design, so I felt a little, uh, you know, Squish. contained yep. in what they wanted me to do. But the feedback I was getting from people was great, and that's where I found out I was super patient and that I could actually teach people and how to knack for it because uh, I was getting a lot of good feedback, Oh, you're good at this, you're so patient, Uh, wow you went over time and you're not complaining. I'm not sure what other art instructors are doing out there but apparently I was getting a good (laughs) response from all ages. I I dealt with some really young kids and uh, I think my oldest is 86. Wow. So, um, I did that for a little bit and then I started doing the paint night thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was just from, uh, I used to, Gallery X, I was a member of Gallery X in New Bedford, and then I ended up, uh, I would just paint there, live paint, I'd pick something, and just start painting, Uh, especially on openings or anything like that, just to be in front of people, and it kind of worked, because everybody likes to see somebody painting. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of intriguing, people come up, and I paint kind of quick, so I'd be getting something in and people who were walking around would be like, wow, look at that, you already got this in, you're filling that in. And I can talk and paint at the same time, so naturally it kind of came about that there was a painting with a squash, a paint night place, and people people kind of pointed me that way. I got in contact with them, so then I had another job. And what I realized is most people up here have many hats.
0: Right.
1: So, uh, I I started developing that as well. I uh, did some workshops with the uh, New Bedford Art Museum uh, with their teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, also the, uh, the Historical Whaling mm-hmm. uh, Museum down there, uh, the National Parks. Um, and just a lot of different uh, workshops just to kind of get my name mm-hmm. around. And then uh, Lloyd mm-hmm. turned me on to you as mm-hmm. well. Right. Uh, and then that's how I got into dealing with the homeschool population. Right. And uh, a lot of the great things that Mastermind had going, uh, which really opened up uh, the doors to just me being able to engage my personality a lot more. Um, because I think with the teaching style that I use, uh, I I like to build a relationship while I'm teaching the art. Just so the you, once you build that trust, then you know you can lead somebody anywhere. Right. Especially when they they love it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, running into the homeschoolers was great Mm -hmm. because then i got exposed to this population of kids that not only were they into their education but their parents were like right right there and it was great because then you don't have these behavior issues or other policing you could just teach yeah Um, and that was that was good to have as a good initial experience along with the other workshops that I was doing right. uh, because currently now I teach at Fall River
0: Right.
1: Uh, at Resil- Resiliency Preparatory Academy and th- that's a challenging bunch yeah. um, because there's a lot of It's a high recovery. school level for those of you that are not in Massachusetts. Yes, yeah. Yeah. middle school, high school middle level school, high school, yeah. uh, they're the kids that have had issues in their middle schools and high schools and they get sent to our school for uh, I guess you could say repurposing and getting their direction in order yeah. hopefully to go back right. to their schools mm-hmm. but if it doesn't work out, we, we have everything there to, right, to
0: help
1: them. Really help them move along. Mm-hmm. So, reaching that population creatively <clears throat> was a challenge. <clears throat> and that's where I realized the uh, relationship building skills were mm-hmm. huge.
0: Right. Because
1: uh, in this population, a lot of the relationships they have are kind of toxic. Yeah. Um, so, to have somebody who uh, doesn't swear every yeah. three words and who speaks uh, properly and who i i try to make myself a role model yeah. because that's what i felt like that guy who <clears throat> influenced me creatively like i don't i barely remember what he looks like yeah. uh, or anything but his influence yeah lasted all this time mm-hmm. so right it's it's been uh it's it's been nice to be him yeah. for other people
0: yeah
1: because uh, that's kind of what i wanted to be that was a right. a driving force in me <clears throat> learning that like I enjoyed the teaching mm-hmm. was uh, seeing uh, other people of all ages mm-hmm. uh, being creative because somewhere for whatever reason around middle school it's no longer cool. Right to draw. Yeah. Right? Everybody draws. Right. Everybody's drawing before, some before they're talking. They're, right. you know scribbling, they're doing something, uh, trying to express themselves, write their names right. or whatever, copy this, that or the other. And then somewhere along the lines, being creative becomes uncool, unless you're really good at it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, which is unfortunate because a lot of around that middle school age is where you should be experimenting yeah. uh, with everything and anything. Mm-hmm. And even myself, I, I felt I was a little stifled, but I was an undercover artist for mm-hmm. many, 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 many years. <laughs> undercover artist. <laughs> yes. Like that. I would, I would hide. I would yeah. do... I, I had a drawing book with me. and. I wouldn't let too many people see it, so I kind of understand and connect with a lot of kids who have drawing books. And mm-hmm. I ask, them, you know, Do you might, if I take a look at that, yeah, because it's almost like a diary, yeah, because uh, I would even write little private things in there, private thoughts. So, um, just being on the other side, I've I've never forgotten also what it was like to be a, a creative kid, because mm-hmm. I feel like you know that's that's your connection to your childhood, right? So, you know, yeah. Unfortunately, Toys R Us is going under, but I still don't want to grow up. Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. So it kind of came full circle for you from from having somebody that really encouraged you, that was kind of a mentor to you, and now you're able to mentor and encourage others. I love that. I love that. What a journey. So um, so a lot of the people in the community, you know, as we kind of talked about before, um, these are parents, professionals who are looking for offline ways to keep their kids engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you've got a little one still. Well, he's yes. kind of little. He's,
1: he's, he's he, he just he's, turned nine. Oh, yeah.
0: so cute. Yeah. Um, so and you know the struggle with the Minecraft and the yes. online. Because
1: he is he stuff. loves his phone. <laughs> he <laughs> the loves apps, his switch right he loves plants versus zombies oh yeah he loves it all yeah he's he's really a tacky kid yeah he's he's he can be athletic but i think he enjoys the inner world that video games create yeah and the expression of being able to jump around and shoot yeah build and all of these other cool things that they market towards the kids but mm-hmm. he's still kind of confined and uh, it, it's even a struggle for me for him to be more physical, right? Um, and and disconnected. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still give him his space to to do that because sure. that's his thing, right. you know? yeah. uh, And it's not like he he necessarily plays games that some of them are educational, right? And, you know, stimulate the mind for the most part. But I do uh, I try to challenge him to be a little bit more board gamey here and there.
0: Right, right.
1: Uh, we used to come here to mastermind all the yeah. time. Yeah, it what was, was a the great. Game? It was
0: Castle Castle Panic was yeah. his thing for a while. It's a great game it. if you guys don't know Castle loved Panic. It. It's it's yes. really cool. Yes. So um, so you know if if they're at home and um, you know, obviously we're, we're gonna have art classes here, and there's probably art classes in the community. What are some resources that they can look for? Um, like, like how do they find these resources in their community to kind of get their kids, maybe the creative juices flowing again or encourage that creativity, um, you know, uh, even at home? Like what are some things that they might be able
1: to do? I would give it, I would say it's a, since you threw the community out there, uh, book sales were great. Hmm. So I would take Elijah to book sales. Okay. Uh, there, there's one at the Southworth Library in Dartmouth Uh, like twice a year, and it was a phenomenal book sale. Wow. Um, And if you go there on the last day, they cut the prices out more if you're in that area. Um, But uh, I'm sure other libraries have book sales as well. Um, And do you look for book fairs. Yeah. But it was, I would take him because I would let him know I'm going for art references. You can get some books yourself too Yeah. and find out what you want. So we would go there and then... It would allow me an opportunity to, to kind of peek into his brain and see what he was interested in. Oh, so that's kind of what I would use it as, and that's then know oh, so he likes animals too. Oh, okay, yeah. so now I have a bit of an angle right here and there. So it was it was a good peek as well as something else to do that wasn't computer related. Yeah, um, and even though he would pick up a Minecraft coloring book sure. or something like that, he's right. still coloring and not necessarily you know doing whatever, and then that can lead me into. Hey, let's paint something like that. We've, oh, we've done like paint that. projects with Pokemon character mm-hmm. and I used the grid method drew and painted with him and mm-hmm. so it was a nice collaborative mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. That me What's
0: the grid method them. so if people aren't familiar oh, with that Oh so grid term.
1: method is um, it's a faster way you can you can straight out draw something but if you want your proportions kind of set up well similar to like this camera, Mm -hmm. it's broken into a grid, Mm -hmm. and this way you can get the proportions a little bit more, or a lot more accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can also scale it, where uh, in lessons I take a a smaller piece, it can be a five by seven, and then we blow it up to about nine by 12, Mm -hmm. and then we use the proportions, uh, and I'll have the kids draw the lines out and everything a lot of times, depending on the resources I have at the, uh, wherever I'm holding the workshop sometimes i have it ahead of time just so they can see it and then begin to draw according to the, basically the same thing I you're, see. you're duplicating it um,
0: is it less overwhelming like looking at in sections is that one of the reasons yes, why? Okay. yes
1: so the brain takes in everything yeah if uh any page you're looking at even if you're focused on the words up here All these—that's how people speed read, right? Mm -hmm. Your brain can take in more. It's just what you're focused on. Okay. Um, So a lot of times I'll get a piece of paper and block out sections. Okay. Just so that kind of quiets another portion, and you're chunking it down, kind of.
0: Nice.
1: Just so it's like, okay, this little square or these three squares are a whole lot easier to draw than these sixteen. Yeah. So then you can slide that around, and then that makes it a lot easier. Right. Uh, So what we would do—the second part to going to the book. Uh sales and stuff is we'd get these books we'd take them home, and then we'd or I would make activities he would he has an area uh at our home where well he yeah, has several one for legos another one for art uh t v computer for his more digital type of uh, endeavors <laughs> but uh we'll set things up. And then he'll be able to have a space. So there'll come a time. Hey, buddy, I think you've been there for a while. How's about you take a bit of a break and go work on this or go work on that? And a lot of times I'll go do it with him. Yeah. Um, that way it's not. It doesn't seem like oh I don't get to do this or mm. and then I get to add some fun into it too. If yeah. I'm happy to be there and spending time with him, he's yeah. going to be a bit more happy about it than. Uh, get to work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get off that computer. No, go do a puzzle. I'll right. sit here and watch. Right. No, right, You know, so if he sees me being engaged, yeah, then he can kind of copy that, right. and feed off of the enthusiasm uh, that way too. And then, and setting up a, an art space is pretty easy. Um, depending on the age group, um, if you have teenagers, of course, it's going to be a bit different. I would go the the pencil set. And drawing book route, needed erasers, the kind of gummy type, Uh, the regular type of block erasers as well, different mechanical pencils, Uh, I like the blue pencils in particular. For older kids. For old. this is Mm -hmm. more for the older kids. Teams, yeah. Um, Just so you can uh, have more precision instruments, uh, maybe some color pencils as well. Um, If you have access to making copies, you can make a character, photocopy them, and then different color samples Mm. i've done that before that was always kind of a fun thing to to get going for the younger kids sky's the limit um i'm not a fan of play-doh or glitter (laughs) i am not a fan of play-doh no play-doh no (laughs)
0: play-doh why i have to hear more i understand the glitter
1: but they're they're (laughs) They're messy. Yeah. they and too messy. Yeah. Um, parents with rugs will automatically agree with yeah. anything I'm saying right <laughs> now because all it takes is a little bit of play doh. Yeah. And it never stays it's that pretty so little color. Bad. Yeah. It turns some nasty. Uh, <laughs> no play doh. No glitter. I don't know how you get rid of that. Yeah. Once it's in, it's it's like
0: it's, it's like fruit forever.
1: flies <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> if you let them in too soon, that's it. They're all over the place. You just, just Right? Wait for the winter time. I can't wait till it cools off. Oh, I know. So, um, and for whatever it's, it's, yeah, not my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Crayons, color pencils, uh, they allow for, I think, a more broad band of creativity. There is Sculpey you can Mm. use, which is less um, intrusive, so to say, (laughs) and it dries up. Mm -hmm. So that's. Right. You know, uh, the Play Doh, it being that way and tacky too long. Yeah, yeah. If you give an end to it and you're like, you got to create something or this is done. Yeah. Then they're going to create something. You get to throw it in the oven for a little bit. Yeah. Some air dry, and then you're good. There's an end to the project, not this thing that um, you can just kind of mess with and then you, you get bored of it, it falls off the table. Yeah it's over. Right. I would rather it.
0: And it gets kind of nasty too, doesn't it? Like it's like that crust on it. and
1: all kinds of, it can't be sanitary after all. It can't be sanitary. And and glitter just gets everywhere. I've had glitter in my hair for months, months. Like how did that happen? More glitter, more glitter? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then paper, lots of, you can mess with different types of colored papers. There's all kinds of I do paper puppets, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do. Just about, even teenagers, depending on the paper puppets mm-hmm. and the level of creativity you throw in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have one for more like teen and preteen kids, that's a dragon, mm-hmm. where there's horns, teeth, a tongue, tail, wings, uh, multiple wings if you want to throw that on there. Right. Um, so it's more, it deals more with the precision and the tools and everything mm-hmm. and they have to, they get into it and then I'll have a sample then they'll see oh so this is what the dragon looks like that's not bad for paper that looks easy right and then you get into it and then boom you're engaged because now there's this goal of trying to get mine to look like his and figure it out right and then the younger kids I'll have uh I have one Olaf you know Mm -hmm. they're kind of pre-made into three two three and five pieces because the younger kids sometimes if you give a kindergartner who isn't so good with the scissors a five piece they get overwhelmed right. but if you give them a two or three now they're still in it mm-hmm. you can help them along and, it, it, and get it somewhere right. so they can still have that victory at the end because mm-hmm. I noticed with the whole teaching thing that's kind of a you want them to have wins and you yeah. want their confidence level to always remain at a certain level mm-hmm. once I notice the confidence is dropping right. it is my job as the teacher <laughs> mentor whatever to raise all that up and remind the kids of where they are and who they are talent wise because sometimes you forget even me i painted portraits and i can paint people but there are times where i approach a project and i don't think i can do it and then i need to kind of dig in there and figure out oh just look around at some samples Mm -hmm. you've done this before right get to work right Uh, but getting that out of somebody who isn't used to it Mm -hmm. or being creative isn't something you talk about Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. uh, when I was growing up uh, my father believed you can make a living being an artist he still tells people I'm I'm an engineer now he (laughs) he tells them I'm a school teacher yeah before I became a teacher which was only as of two years I was telling everybody I was an engineer
0: oh my gosh Um, that's funny
1: because he couldn't believe I painted pictures people paid for it yeah and then I did workshops and people came to them yeah uh, because we're it's
0: very he, traditional yeah, yeah he was
1: you know policeman doctor right. lawyer manager some right. kind of something or, and I was always on the creative side yeah. so luckily you know under my mom's care she allowed that
0: yeah so in some ways um, depending on on the kid and um, the project you can really build in some frustration
1: tolerance with kids Yes. right patience I think that's where I learned patience yeah Is through art yeah I've made, the so being self-taught, I've made every mistake and counting Mm -hmm. that there is with anything I've ever taught myself. Right. Um, But I was okay with that. It's okay to make mistakes. It's natural and normal. Should I do that? It's okay (laughs) to make mistakes. It's natural and normal. You're going to make mistakes. You're supposed to make mistakes. Right. How else are you supposed to figure out how to fix? Right. Or my, I usually avoid the word fix. Yeah. Adjust. Okay. It's usually the, the yeah. route that I take it because there is kind of people say there's no wrong or right with art there is <laughs> there is because if I if you give me a portrait to do and one eye is down and right. you didn't want that Picasso look oh my god you're not gonna pay me so, so that's funny. wrong yeah you, see, you
0: gotta I just had the do you remember the big controversy about that um that woman who cleaned the picture of jesus and he came out looking like an owl Uh, oh my gosh that was so tragic and so funny at the same time
1: (laughs) yes so was there a right right or wrong with that that's not right somebody's like you gonna pay her (laughs) you gotta keep your money (laughs) she owes you money Yeah, a lot, right? Those it's priceless pieces. Yeah, <laughs> that's like insurance oh and everything. Now it's
0: dead. Hysterical. It's
1: I'm sorry. Just a little, little segue. Yeah, but, that's, that was... but that's real. That's mm-hmm. a great example okay. because I hear that all the time. There's no mistakes in art. Now, usually I have to wait for the parent to leave. <laughs> and then I approach the kid. Guess what?
0: Right, right. Uh, and but it's okay to experiment. Exam- like, examples. I think there's different yes, yeah, there's different levels and there's absolutely. different, like, if you're exploring and you're just doing something as an yes, exercise. Yes, there's a time and a place. Yeah, there's a time um, and a
1: place. Most times, you're just supposed to have fun with it. Yeah. Me, I chose to make it a job, my right. career, uh, kind of my path kind of thing. So, I need to be at a certain level mm-hmm. in order to get paid. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you can have fun with it and just make it that way, but... right. I wanted to make a living yeah, being creative. Right. And
0: because it... it and it, you've kind of run the gamut because you've done graphic design. Yes. You've done portraits. You've
1: done painting. You've done instructional. work. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been on kind of both sides, and I, I really am going to be working on a graphic novel pretty right. soon. Or so talk beginning. about, yeah,
0: talk about the comic aspect of things because that's, that's kind of running through a few things that you're doing right yes, now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So
1: sequential art is huge to me. It's, it's one of the things... Uh, once again, my mother has been a huge influence. Becky Mom. Yeah. She, uh, she bought us comic books, and we just had these comic books around us all the time. So seeing these superheroes and getting into that kind of thing was, like, huge because now there were these people who were making a living
0: right.
1: somewhat uh, creating art. Right. And I, I wanted to be one of these guys, so I uh, used to mimic and create uh, all kinds of things, and so now sequential art has been huge. Sequential art—I've never heard it called that. I like so calling what is it that, what sequential is that art, is like uh, comic books, um, also like that's storyboarding. Yeah. So now these two—they, they're kind of, they're sequential art. So yeah. that's I kind of line. So meaning it sequential isn't—it's
0: telling a story. It's telling
1: a story, mm-hmm. and you're taking an image and moving mm-hmm. the story along. Mm-hmm. The best uh, comic artist now i'll go into that storyboard artists don't need words you can tell what's going on you can tell when when there's conflict by body language Mm -hmm. that's where gesture drawing comes in so the reason i love uh sequential art comic book art uh storyboard art is because there's a lot of gesture drawing involved in it there's a lot of uh human expression right uh a lot of times with and without the words uh what is it eighty percent of human communication Mm -hmm. is nonverbal. verbal so uh, body language comes into play, the slumped shoulders, right. the, the worrying or thinking, the you know, how many, we touch our faces all the time, and usually that's meaning something with what's going on inside of our heads. Mm-hmm. So I've I found that uh, it's it's a nice goose egg, golden egg, if you will, of uh, teaching opportunity uh, because there's creative writing involved in it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to prepare mm-hmm. for it. When, when I'm going to be doing these comics, uh, it's going to be at the... New Bedford National Historical. I know whaling is in their park. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, I'm going to be showing my process, uh, not just, and I'm, I'll be doing a lot of it on the, on the scene, mm-hmm. right there, just making this a uh, graphic novel from the cover to the pictures I'm going to be taking of, ah. of the locals. So basically, it's going to be the name of it's New Bedford. Uh, it's going to be a zombie apocalypse. Graphic novel based in New Bedford. Ah, that's uh, awesome. So New Bedford was two times over the richest city in the world during the zombie apocalypse. Will be its third time. Oh! Uh, and <laughs> so I'm going to be using real businesses and local oh. people there. I'm just going to sign off, um, and so I can use their images uh, as a zombie or as somebody who's still living oh my as gosh, a survivor, that's great. Uh, making New Bedford Grady. What? <laughs> <laughs> New Bedford is pretty great. Yeah, I'm a fan yeah, of New it's, it's, Bedford myself. I dig yeah. it. I dig it. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's perfectly positioned as far as uh, being able to defend it and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, this, yeah. So much history. Novel. So there's people who are going to be coming after it. Oh, gonna, yeah. History is going to be the main angle that I'm going to be taking it. Wow. So um, with the lessons and workshops I'm going to be giving, I'm going to be interjecting the history into the graphic novel and using that to explain where New Bedford has been and then boom now you wow. have the zombie apocalypse that everybody is dealing with. When does that start? Uh, July 1st is my oh, okay. first day of setup yeah. and then all the workshops and everything are going to begin to be posted.
0: So people can sign up for that?
1: Yes absolutely and it's all free you can yeah. just come oh, wow. in and see what I'm doing and I'm going to be doing workshops and everything. Uh,
0: is it like a weekly thing
1: or? Yep yeah, I, uh, I have to put 10 hours in a week I'll likely be putting in more. Yeah. Um, and you should come down to see me at the uh, National Park.
0: Yeah, so we'll put the link in the comments, and I always do like a follow-up and like let people know where to find, yeah, all of that. Um, so, wow, that sounds like really fun. So talk about talk about some of the, because you brought some samples of art with you. Talk maybe about like, because you've got one that you said was like an exercise, and then you've got some, yes. yeah. So, so, so talk about the different things you brought and, and what you've used them
1: for. So this is pointillism right this is a lesson I did with a lot of the high school students and then I'll be rolling out in other workshops where it's all dots I'm gonna get now even closer and you can see all the itty bitty bits of paint all around there
0: and when you
1: pull back now it's a that is amazing so um, it's kind of I heard this analogy about being too close to the elephant yeah uh, when it comes to problems and stuff when you're looking at your problems too close It looks like one thing, but then when you kind of take a step back and look at things, it's a different perspective. That's cool. So um, it's to show kids that, uh, and anyone, that it doesn't have to be all these paint strokes and all of this other stuff and complicated, that you can come up with something that looks relatively difficult in a very simple way. And this is just color and shading. and uh, if you look at it, uh, if you were looking at it up close, there's blues, even yeah. in the skin colors. Right. Um, there's reds and oranges and yellows, but they all come together uh, once you pull back. pull back. And It's the same thing if you look at your skin right. and anything else. There's most people think there's just one color in your complexion, when people have like multi portions of color depending on what part of their body and what time of the year it is. Right, yeah. right,
0: right.
1: Um, so wow, that's, that's one of the more fun lessons I also like to do that gets us away from the paint strokes and kind of throws a, a different uh, perspective of looking at. So if they wanted to do something our, like
0: that at home with their kids, um, yes. how would they start? What would they? What would they do? Um,
1: well, uh, I started out with a, a reference. Yeah. Just went online, looked up an eye, and it happened. It can be in color. You can do this in black and white as well. Black and white might be a little bit easier. Mm. Um, but I like to challenge people straight off. It makes right. them listen a lot more.
0: <laughs> they're gonna really pay attention. <laughs> they're gonna really pay attention. That's a to great tip. Yes, Because <laughs> yeah.
1: yes. if you make things too easy, bored kids are not fun kids right, to deal right, with. right, 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 yeah. if they're engaged, they're like, they're trying to figure it out. What oh, yeah. else do I do? What's the next step? What yeah. do I do next? Yeah. That's where you want them.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, So I make it just hard enough where they, if, and this is where it stretches their patience. Mm-hmm. I tend to lose kids and that's okay. Uh, but the kids who keep going are now the example for the other kids, mm-hmm. and then I just go back and deal with the other kids who right. need to be caught up, more encouragement. Yeah. yeah, and then so I get, get to get their confidence levels up, mm-hmm. and we're back in the game. Cool. Yeah. Um, fantastic. So when I was doing the regular paint nights and stuff, this was one of the more popular ones. Yeah, well, yeah. everybody loves. Oh yeah, yeah. Starry yeah. night, right? Starry night. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um and oh, I still so do the pay, uh sessions destination painting where we pick a lovely location. Yeah. Uh, like your home. You <laughs> your best. And uh, yes, your your own home, right? Yeah, its own comforts and everything and then you can party like you want to and then we paint it up. So um, I don't know if
0: you guys heard that but he has a business called Destination Painting. Yes,
1: it's a, another facet of the Creative okay. Oasis. Okay. One is Destination Painting, the other uh, with mobile art services, and the other one is the Creative Oasis Youth Arts Program uh, that I put on, which was a free art program for kids right. in New Bedford at three locations. Yep. Uh, ages so cool. five to seventeen at yeah, that time. Yeah, that's a huge endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it <laughs> that's was. That's a lot of yes, kids, yes, kids to was. keep
0: uh, to keep busy. I'm a just lot gonna say. Of kids.
1: This is more on the advanced level of um, of the. Uh, Art Spectrum, uh, this was another class that we did where I uh, but I got this reference and I painted it and then I take it to the, the paint night session and once again, it kept the folks engaged. Yeah. Um, it looks kind of simple, but getting the proportions out is where you have to pay the most attention and then it's kind of like a paint by numbers after right.
0: that. Yeah.
1: Um, and parents, you can even do the same thing a lot of times. You can, drawing and creating a sample first off impresses your kids. Right. It, depending, even if you didn't do it that well, yeah. it still impresses them that you tried. Yeah, And you're showing them it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. But you're trying, and here's how mine looks. Let's try yours. My son, Elijah, if it looks good, he's not as interested.
0: Oh.
1: But if it doesn't, <laughs> his goal and aim is to make his better than mine.
0: Oh, so let's
1: that keep that in mind. Yeah. about our competitive kids
0: isn't that cool if they
1: if you have one of these kids who yeah. really wants to just beat you yeah and elijah just wants to beat me at every <laughs> and anything he doesn't want me to win at anything uh, um that so, so sometimes and this is where i i'm not sure if I, I hope he watches this video but sometimes he i use that to my advantage yeah you know, yeah I'm, yeah you I know your kids. a certain way yeah. i know my kid and yeah. i know if if I do it too well he's not gonna be as interested but, right and this is the same thing with video games if I'm horrible at a video game he's all over it. Oh, that's because he so wants cute. to show off and he likes to show off so <clears throat> I let that happen and he really is good at video games yeah, so yeah. he got me there <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in this one, you know <coughs> that doing is pretty so good funny. Uh, another advanced lesson uh, is lips mm. once again um, make a sample uh, and roll it out with your kids, show them the step-by-step process, show them the tools you use. Sometimes you can, have, <coughs> you, can, you can have a kid doing something where they're just drawing off to the side and you're doing something separate. It doesn't even necessarily have to be the same. Um, just that you're being in a creative space and sharing that creativity at the same time <coughs> equals up to a lot of quality time. Also. Right. Um, there have been times where Elijah's been drawing something else and then I've been painting. Where I would tell him, "Hey, um, go ahead and you know do whatever you feel like doing. Just you know draw something and have a good time with it, and then we're done. And then we move on to something else. We get a snack, and then that gives us a segue into something else. But um, making it fun and them seeing you having fun with it, whether you're good at it or not, because I know." Most parents, I know. as soon as I said make the sample, yeah. we like, bah! Yeah, yeah, He's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He's out of his mind. Yeah, yeah. I am, But yeah. Usually, if you're in it and you're enjoying it, it's the same thing with exercise. Mm-hmm. If if it's modeled in a positive, healthy way, mm-hmm. kind of like your uh, Camp Half Blood and right. stuff like that, where it's, now it's a game. Right. Uh, and I'm sure just about every parent has seen your kid run around and you're like, wow, I've. Wow. Yeah. Wow, they're running for a long time yeah. right now. Yeah. Especially when it's attached to a game as yeah. opposed to run around the track.
0: Right. Go. Yeah. Tick yeah. tick
1: tick 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 tick. I mean
0: that's actually that's why we started nerf
1: yes. games with our yes. kids several five
0: years ago when we yes. started Nerf. It was because my kids didn't like traditional um, sports. But if I put a nerf blaster in their hand, they were all they were the running place. for an hour and all over the yeah. place. Yeah. We
1: have these just these connector <coughs> things that yeah. Elijah will make into a little weapon or something mm-hmm. and we're running around the house right. playing with that right. and it's not even anything that looks like remotely like anything right. that we're playing with but just the imagination gets the engagement going okay. and then and they're off we're off and running, running. Yeah. so that's a lot of that's a lot of the, the aim is right. to bring back that play mm-hmm. and even to me <coughs> the, the creative art stuff is kinda playing to me so this is the type of stuff I get paid for so cool. just so you can see I can paint. Yes. I'm not and, <laughs> I'm like for really real. Paint. Yes, for real. That's a real person who <laughs> exists in our world. Wow. And this is a painting I did for this gentleman. So it's a commission. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. And so um, that's I paint, beautiful. I paint all kinds of stuff. I right. but I, this is what I love doing because not too many people can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to make something look real. Yes. <laughs> Yes. it's really hard and you know just like it Yes. and, and replicating it and getting in there and yeah finding all those little details because this is only a summary of really what is going on this gentleman has many more features in there yes. that there's no way i can really display that with a paintbrush Right. so i have to be selective of the tones right. and everything it's that i beautiful. use yeah. to uh create what i do so right. i i've done memorial paintings right. for people um Baby paintings, mm-hmm. um, wedding mm-hmm. paintings of all sizes. Right. Um, Amazing. All kinds of
0: good and things. And the thing you're going to do with us is a portrait yeah. class. Yeah. So
1: talk so about it's, that. So it's going to be, it's not going to be, this is more along acrylic paint. We're going to be, uh, so there's the underdrawing that goes, uh, that sets all these proportions. Okay. Uh, basically, I'm going to get the kids up to speed with that. Yes. Which is going to be on... Uh, piece of Bristol board Mm -hmm. some paper uh, where they're gonna lightly use the grid method Mm -hmm. because I use the grid method on this one now I necessarily don't have to but it's faster even for me right um, to just get my proportions and get to running especially if it's a paid job um, I'm just trying to get it done as fast and as efficiently as possible right because people pay for quality not speed Right, I can be as fast as I want to be, as long as it looks. Right, as long as it looks Mm -hmm. good. Right, then we're good. Right, and then you get paid quicker. Yeah, you're fast.
0: (laughs) So the portrait class, I think we've got it set up so that there's a July and then there's an August. There's two four week. Yes, Um, so can take a look for that. Um, So if you miss the July, you can
1: certainly sign up for. And there's going to be exercises involved. It's not just going to be straight. Right. drawing out this portrait right. because I don't expect anybody I mean I'm sure we'll have some superstars in the class yeah. I usually do
0: yeah
1: Um, but for those who are a little more apprehensive and a little more scared about it they're different shading and drawing exercises and other mm-hmm. gridded things that you'll be sketching and drawing in uh, to kinda warm you up and get you ready for it uh, you mm-hmm. can take them home this All isn't right. school this is summertime yeah. uh, this is basically going to end up being a nice piece of memorabilia yeah. that they're going to have. For yeah. a long- I didn't realize that the last time. Yeah, yeah. And I we did it yeah. at Andrew McCoy, but yeah. once I was standing there looking at all these kids with portraits of themselves yeah. that they had done, and they were all like about middle school age. We should do. We we
0: need to set up a like a little gallery at the end so parents can. Yes. Parents, we need to do that. See, so. Yes. So yes. that'll be part of it now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we only have a couple more minutes, but talk about um, if you've got if there are kid if there are parents at home that are like, okay, my kids into art. I don't know how to encourage them, or my kid was into art and now they're kind of discouraged. Like, are there great books that they can go to or resources that they can use to kind of encourage their kids? Yeah. You know, especially if they're not like close by, if they're because we've got people in here from Florida, California, okay, okay. yeah, all over. Um,
1: I would say uh, as far as resources go. Uh, my son Elijah is a YouTuber, mm-hmm. right? He, I mean, not on YouTube, but he loves. YouTube. Yeah, that's it's, his television. Kind like,
0: that's their favorite. So we yeah. did a
1: survey recently, and that's the number one thing that kids that's are spending time on is YouTube. His YouTube? Yeah. Um, there's a gentleman named Mark Crilly, uh, M-A-R-K-C-R-I-L-L-E-Y. Mm-hmm. He's like the number one instructional dude on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He does. He has. He also has a book. Um, Hundred. Uh, it's about mastering. manga, mastering manga. That's it, uh, and it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. If you and the lessons on YouTube uh, correspond with the lessons in the book, mm-hmm. um, even if you don't want to get the book, which it was phenomenal, mm-hmm. you can even find digital versions of it. It is a great. It's like the Bible yeah. to me yeah. of yeah. how to create manga art.
0: Yeah, and he gives so a lot of. So manga is a is a yeah. Japanese uh invented kind of form of art
1: of yeah, yeah sequential art and comic kind of style but totally. it's very distinctive yeah. very distinctive they have a total style that they have and a formula that they that can be used i'm not going to say because it, some it's just the way they draw some right. some of these folks but uh mark really broken it down to a science where i try drawing it my way mm-hmm. and you see i i can i can do what I do. I did it my way, and then I did it his way, and his way every single time. It's better. Wow. The proportions and everything were solid. Right. So, uh, he's a phenomenal resource. And then he doesn't just do, uh, the comic art. He does some realistic art as well. He sprinkles in a lot of great lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's highly recommended, uh, Mark Crilly. Another one, the link. uh, is Understanding Comics and Making Comics by Scott McCloud. Mm-hmm. uh, and it's basically they're they're two different books they're graphic novels to show you how to make graphic novels Uh, and he goes into the different styles of it he goes into so it's it's a really good uh, chunking down of all because there's no way you can cram everything really into one book he can he could have had a chapter on just character development but his character development chapter is like so solid you can kind of he gives you enough to make your own Uh Um, and he speaks to you in a very plain matter-of-fact way and he shows you in the book how to do it while you're reading the book he, he creates the cliffhangers as you're reading it and this is a cliffhanger <laughs> and you're like what <laughs> boom and then you're, oh okay right, right, he right. did that and then he'll he'll do that again and yeah. again here and there um, that's just cool. to show you the lesson. I bet the kids are really engaged just, with
0: that. Like it's engaging, more engaging yes. than a regular art book. Yes, yeah.
1: and it it pulled me in because yeah. I'm not I'm not an avid reader. I'll read something, but I have to really love it, and be interested in it, right. um, or the person who I'm reading about, mm-hmm. or uh, it has to really be uh, something for me. But comics are Our and graphic other. novels. It's a whole nother. It's not even a book to me. It's like yeah. this whole other. Yeah, type world. of, yeah, world and creative art that, I mean, I it's, it's one of the, it was the gateway mm-hmm. for me getting into realistic art. Right. Uh, because I wanted to make it, make my own world and make it look more and more and more and more real. Right. I think, and definitely with uh, what I'm doing with the
0: Your own stuff. Yeah, with yeah. the New
1: Bedford, right. I'm basing it off of a chunk of reality with, right. with history yeah. uh, and then adding my own creative flavor in it.
0: So, where else can they find you? Just kind of like email or website, or how do they how do they
1: get in touch with you if they've got? Lamar dot com. You can hit me there. I'm on Facebook. It's kind of a specific name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the only Fitzcarmel. <laughs> Uh, in the world. Uh, <laughs> and you throw the, the Lamar on there. Yeah, You're, you're going to find me. You're going to yeah, find me. Yeah, yeah. So you, we can be Well, friends. we'll do
0: the link. I'll, I'll send the link out yeah. to everybody too. And so, yeah, and we'll do links to all your classes and where they can meet you, where they yeah. can find you. Yeah. I'll come at give the Boys and hug. Girls Club too, yep. doing yep. all kinds of cool stuff. All kinds of, Right. You want to talk about that real quick? You got, like,
1: in a minute. Go ahead. Uh, I'll be at the Boys and Girls mm-hmm. Club um, doing... Basically, all kinds of arts and crafts, in
0: Boys and Girls Club and... in New in, in Bedford.
1: Okay. Yes, uh, doing all kinds of cool arts and crafts and projecty type things. Yep. Um And I'll I'll likely be posting a lot of stuff on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. so you'll have an idea of these are because these are all activities that you can do, especially the paper bag puppets. Yeah. Um, and the, the different cards, mm-hmm. foldouts. Just need some scissors, Stuff some you blues, can do at home. Stuff you can do at home. Awesome. Um, uh, but these kids are just going to be hanging out and be in my that's audience fun. for a bit. That's awesome. Uh, and then the National Parks thing where right. free comic book right. workshops. That's amazing. Free. That's fantastic. Uh, and so the challenge uh, that I'll be able to share is kids are going to be uh, looking at this graphic novel so I have to find the balance mm-hmm. where I can't be gory and mm-hmm. nasty mm-hmm. with a zombie apocalypse book. Right. But it's, I know it's going to be engaging and mm-hmm. that's the main reason I'm doing it because right. it's, uh, it's 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 a hot ticket
0: Yeah. These days. oh yeah, yeah. You got it you gotta you gotta meet them where they're at for sure oh yeah oh yeah oh, yeah so if you're not watching this on our community um, you should join our community so that you can watch these live it is um, through our Facebook page on mastermind adventures on Facebook if you click on the join group it'll bring it to the community and then you can get these kind of up to dates. And I'm thinking that we're also going to maybe do some live Q and A's because these won't be totally live. Um, But we will probably set you up with a live Q and A over the summer so people can connect with you and ask you questions Mm -hmm. in real time. So stay tuned for that. And um, our community is called Let's Play. It's a supporting screen time alternatives. And um, you can also find our website, mastermindadventures.com. Uh, And that would get you to our email, you know, sign up for emails because we've got a ton of stuff going on always um, within these four walls. But those of you who are out in Branson or out uh, down in Florida, you know, we just really want to help you find stuff in your community that helps keep your kids engaged, that's fun, um, that will give them a healthy alternative to the video game and uh, YouTube obsession. So thanks so much for being with us. (laughs) If you you, like this video, please subscribe to our Facebook community and we will see you very soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Let's Play, Supporting Screen Time Alternatives Podcast. You can watch these episodes live every Monday at 12 p.m. in our Let's Play Facebook community, where you can also participate in the discussion and Facebook Live Q&A sessions and demonstrations. You can find me, Kristen Kalina, on our Mastermind Adventures Facebook page or by emailing info at mastermindadventures.com. If you're in the southeastern Massachusetts or Rhode Island area, drop by our game lounge and Nerf Arena in Swansea Mall and say hello. You can also find the show notes and a recap of every episode by visiting our website, mastermindadventures.com, under the parent portal. We will see you next week.